Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters. We are talking today about preschool. In the first five years of life, children are actually absorbing information and they're using that information to understand the world around them and establish some foundational beliefs about the world. And so today we're going to discuss some of the ways that we can help preschoolers develop faith that will last into adulthood. We're talking with our good friend, Matt Morgan. Hi, Matt. And we're talking about how preschool is more than babysitting, right? Absolutely. But for those of you who haven't met Matt yet, that's a mouthful to say. If you haven't met Matt yet, Matt Morgan is the lead kids pastor at Fellowship Bible Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he's got a bunch of years of of, uh, experience in that space in children's ministry. And he's got a passion for for seeing kids understand the richness of the gospel. So you also also share online. So tell us about mattmo.org. What is that? Uh, Yeah. So when I was a few years back working in preteen ministry, uh, just got the inkling and the passion to share from experiences we were having. And so uh, it was kind of all the rage, 2010, 2011, to start a blog. And so started sharing there and has it's become such a rich community of online friends that I just continually, I continue to use that. It's, it's not regular anymore, but uh, whenever something sparks an interest, I tend to research it and then want to share it with other people. So yeah, mattmo.org, uh, sometimes funny stories, sometimes helpful articles. It's just a lot of random stuff. And so there's an archive that we can go back through if we want to weed through. Absolutely. I would encourage you to go back to 2011 and then look at now and uh, see see how things have changed in my world. That's that's it's fun for me to go back and even read history. Like it's kind of like journaling, right? It's like a lot yeah, of, it is. Uh, it is journaling, I guess, because it's writing, just not all in a book. And it's all my experiences in ministry. So uh, it, it's fun to go back and relive some of those moments where God was doing something and and I I wanted to, to, to remember it, so I wrote it down. And so to go back now and, and read it, it really is almost like memorial stones, yeah, like yeah, getting yeah. to go back and see what he oh, did. That has so to be fun to fun. go back through. So it's mattmo.org, M-A-T-T-M-O, M-A-T-T-M-O dot O-R-G. That's Sweet. it. Yeah, Matt Morgan, but I, I've I've got the nickname Matt Mo, and so it, it is stuck. Oh, so let's talk college, about that nickname. So. Where did this yeah. nickname Matt Mo come from? One random student in college. Uh, she she was in my French class, and uh, we we were friends from other classes. And one day I walked in, and she said Matt Mo, and I said, "Where did you come up with that?" And she's like, "Oh, I just shortened your last name." And everyone in the class started calling me Matt Mo, and uh, it stuck. And so. I actually began using it with different things, you know, Twitter handle, different stuff. Uh, I just began using Matmo because it was unique. And uh, there was a wrestler at the time named Matt Morgan. So everything that was like Matt Morgan was was taken. Yeah, Yeah, it was all about this WWE wrestler, and that was not me. (laughs) So I took took the nickname Matmo. So... It's stuck. Right on. So, okay, let me, let me, we always like to find out some fun things about people when we have them on. Oftentimes it's about childhood, but not always. So I'm curious, what is, what is breakfast like for you? Everybody has their own breakfast routine. I usually wind up with a cup of coffee for my commute, but that's it. Are you a breakfast eater or breakfast maker? I'm really not. Breakfast for me is one of It is the most important the most, meal of the day. It's, it is, but it is one of the most boring things for me. Because I am, I would say 99.9% of the time, it is a fruit punch energy drink from, the, from Kroger and a strawberry Nutri-Grain bar. It, so it's it is, pretty predictable. I'm, 
it is very predictable. Like my wife stocks both of those items, and that's what I have for breakfast every day. It, I, I might, if I get like really creative, I might go like cherry Nutrigrain bar. But, but that's, that's it. getting way that's, outside the box. That's outside wow, the box. Oh, Matt. Okay, I didn't know. Now we do. The things you learn on Kids Ministry 101. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk about preschool. This is something that um, um, it's easy for churches who to think about uh, providing childcare. Uh, and preschool turns into childcare in a lot of spaces. But that could be a, a really big missed opportunity for spiritual development. I know this is something you're passionate about. So tell us a little bit. What, is, what does faith formation look like in a preschooler? Yeah, so when we talk about faith formation, really what we're referring to is, is discipleship. How does someone come to know God and develop their knowledge of him? And so faith formation for preschoolers really is a progression. Uh, it, it is, I like to say, it's us taking small pictures of God, small stories of his character, of his nature, of his work. Uh, and then what we're doing is we're, we're giving them snapshots. And over time, we're piecing those together so that they get a, a bigger, clearer, fuller picture of God. And so faith formation for preschoolers really is uh, teaching them the foundations of faith, that God is true, that God is love, um, teaching them things like that so that when they encounter uh, maybe may more difficult life situations or even more complex Bible passages in the future, they have a foundation of who God is. And so we've laid that in the first five years. So that's faith formation in, in preschool. And uh, it's fun to unpack that because they really can, they're, they're capable of more than we give them credit for. So how does that affect the type of teachers that you look for for preschool? Mm -hmm. If you you know if it's childcare, anybody will do, but if you're really talking about discipleship in a preschool context, that takes a different sort of approach, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you want a leader who one models a life with God. You want a leader who is living a life that sparks an interest in the child. That they see the fact that they show up every week with a passion and a love for God that shows the child that there's an importance there, that this is, is important enough to change their life and, and change their behaviors and the patterns of their behavior. That's what you look for first and foremost, someone who loves Jesus and is serving up regularly. But you also want somebody who's able on, on a preschool level to really, to really display the love of God, to show them through their nurture and through their care that God loves them. And, and I, this is the best picture I can give you of that love is by loving you myself. Um, and so the leader, it, you know, it, it can be someone who's in their 70s. It can be someone who's 17. Right. But really what you're looking for is, do they have a relationship with Jesus that is changing them and modeling that for kids? And then really, can they love the kids well to show them that God loves them well? And I would think that consistency, just being present on a regular basis is probably a pretty important part of that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, so for us, uh, consistency for volunteers, um, Honestly, we find that it's more important with older kids that you're consistently okay. there every week because they notice if you're not. Uh, with preschoolers, we kind of substitute routine for consistent leaders. So w we want leaders to be there regularly, but that might look like every other week sure. versus every week. But it's very important that those leaders be on the same page and keep the same routine. So if, if, if you were teaching one week, Chuck, and I was teaching the next week, it, it doesn't it doesn't we kind of look we kind of look alike <laughs> with bald heads but but also that like the experience kids have each week whoever's leading them needs to have a routine and a pattern the more familiar they become with the routine the more they can engage and participate so so it, it is important that they're consistent 
but it's also important that they they keep a consistent environment for the Tell kids. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like at your church. What is that? What are the yeah. components of consistency that you? Uh, yeah. So we've written we've written kind of a, a mission statement for our preschool. So we we have values for our whole ministry as, for kids. But at the foundational level, we want preschoolers to know the character of God and the joy of a relationship with Him. So for us, what we train our preschool volunteers is what we're teaching them is the character of God. So when even at nursery level, when we speak to them. We're, we're singing songs about God's nature and his, his character, the attributes, yeah. so to say, so to speak. Um, and so we, we ask them to do that regularly. And so we give them CDs and Bible story books to read over the kids. It also looks like uh, for us, again, that modeling of love for God, we want the environment to be safe. We want it to be clean. We want it to, to give parents a sense of security, but we also want the child to really feel nurtured in that environment. And then lastly, like we talked about, a life for God. We, we ask our volunteers, you know, that second part of that mission statement is the joy of a relationship with him. And what we realize is at a preschool level, they don't have a saving knowledge of Jesus. They don't have a relationship with him. But what they can see is the joy of such a relationship through the leaders that lead them each week. And so we, we ask them to be very mindful about the way they interact with kids and parents is, is really sharing the joy that they found in Christ. We want kids to experience that through the leaders. Uh, and so our leaders serve every other week. They rotate. Some of them are weekly, uh, but really um, we, we put coaches over them and we have asked those coaches, do for these leaders what we want the leaders to do for kids. So we love them well. We model a life with Jesus. We, we talk about our struggles. Um, it just is really a familial environment. Uh, and it's, it's what's kept me in ministry so long. I love what I'm doing. So. Let's talk a bit about this idea of discipleship in the preschool space. Why is it so important that we have that mindset of discipleship rather than childcare? Yeah, well, two things. I think one, these first five years, they're actually capable. They're, they're they're absorbing so much knowledge, and so they're capable of absorbing a lot of knowledge. Like in the first three years of life, a child's going to hear more than forty-five million words, mm. and they're going to have they're going to gain the ability to express around three thousand to four thousand words, and so even just thinking about the words they're hearing and the language skills they're developing, we want them to develop a skill in a language about God. And so I think discipleship is important just solely because that first five years is a huge developmental phase. Uh, Secondly, we can't move on to deeper things of God until we've laid a foundation of who God is. And so discipleship in preschool, a lot of times we'll think it can wait till later, but really we're missing a key window of learning opportunity. And we're also, uh, I've never met a believer who didn't say, you know what, I wish I had less time in my relationship with God. Like we, we all realize we know more now than we did two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. So the earlier we start with discipleship, the more they can absorb and learn and grow in Christ. And of course, we're always, you know, in the, in the church space, we realize how little time we actually have with kids. You know, those who uh, many aren't there every single week, you might only have them every other week. Um, but our opportunity to speak those words and to lay those foundations seems like it's less time than we've had before. And so it becomes so much more important to partner with parents and families uh, to accomplish that goal. What are you doing? How, what do you recommend to us so that we can take this discipleship concept, uh, even to some people who might not even understand it or fully buy into it yet, parents? How do we yeah. take this to parents in a way that, that we can partner with them well for discipling their kids at home? 
Yeah, so our church, we, we've recognized that, that what happens at home is more important than what happens at church. And so one of the ways we've partnered is uh, we've produced a discipleship guide. And so we put this out quarterly, uh, and it's just weekly content that it's not it's not an extra thing for parents to do. What we try to do is write content that goes into the rhythms of their life. So, hey, here's a, a dinner time discussion, because you're going to have 10 to 15 minutes either before or after dinner where you have some attention you can, you can discuss this. Uh, we also know from learning here at Etch uh, about the importance of Bible reading. And so we try to give them short passages of scripture and, and we break it out of saying, if you have a preschooler, read these verses. Yeah, if you have great, older children, great. here's a more passage. Uh, and it helps, it, it, it dovetails with what we're learning on Sunday, but it really goes deeper and helps start a conversation in the home. And so we, we, print those. We put them on social media. We do all this stuff with this guide. Uh, that's our main resource that we put in their hands. But then also just trying to find opportunities to put the family back together. Because, you know, the the, the, the church of uh, 2019 really, really does separate the family, yeah. I, I think, sometimes too much. And so what we're looking for is opportunities, especially for preschoolers who have an attachment bond to parents, and they actually learn better within that attachment. Uh, to find ways to get them in an environment with their parents, worshiping with their parents, modeling faith. And so we do a couple of events in the year where we put them together and have fun. Uh, my favorite is a weekly event that we call Preschool Storytime. Every Monday morning, we spend 45 minutes worshiping and having a Bible story and a snack. Uh, it's been the best outreach what that our cool church has, has ever yeah. done uh, because it's probably a two-to-one ratio of guests versus members because it's just a community of moms, and we get to minister to them and their kids. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, what a so. great idea. So I'd imagine that someone else could do something similar uh, as a strategy of a way to reach parents and preschoolers. You know, if you can get some fruit snacks and a couple of Bible <laughs> songs and tell a Bible story, you have story time. It's really simple and it's so much fun. All right, good. So we're on some practical stuff here. What are some other ideas or tips or practical things that, that churches might be able to take uh, and replicate? Yeah, I think uh, for, for us, you know, Whenever we're talking about practical things that help faith formation and preschoolers, one of the things is their most their biggest developmental need is love. Mm. And so train your leaders, give them tips and techniques for how to learn the names of kids. Because you've seen the viral videos of like teachers doing the handshakes as kids yeah. are coming into their classroom. Yeah. Th that's there's a reason for that. Like a kid feeling welcomed and, and known is actually a trigger for them to begin a learning process because the attachment bond has formed and so now learning yeah. actually peaks. And so give your teachers resources of how to know the kids' names, whether that's a roster or name tags or pictures of, of the kids in the room. It's a great way for them to know their kids and welcome them as they arrive. Um, some other tips that, that we found really work um, is whenever we're teaching, especially with the Gospel Project curriculum, if we're teaching from the Old Testament, preschoolers need a cue of when we're moving from like a narrative in Old Testament to when we're actually making a Christ connection. Uh, and so we, we try to do routines. And so every time we begin the Bible story, we hold up the Bible story and we say every story from God's Word is, and the kids all shout great, back, true. Great idea. We just lay that foundation that the Word of God is true. And you truth. actually hold up the Bible? Yeah, we do. Great. Yeah, we hold up I our Bible, it. and they and they know that word is coming. It's every week we do that. And then when we're making the Christ connection, we just have a little little eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that says Jesus. So we're signaling, hey, we're, we're turning a corner here, and we're actually making the Christ connection. It's a visual cue for preschoolers 
to understand and make the connection between the Bible story we've just read and this life application that we're about to give of the gospel. And so uh, little things like that, I think, are huge, huge ways. Visual cues, learning their names, it actually, they're simple things that, that teachers probably know to do, but we fall into the habit of not doing. Yeah. Taking those steps actually will help us make better discipleship conversations in the classrooms and with parents at home. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Matt, what, what have I not asked you that you need to tell our listeners? Oh, wow. Um, you didn't ask me my favorite sports team. Ah, so well, uh, we don't have to be careful with that. Yeah. And, and in this day and age, like I'm, I'm a New York Mets fan. So uh, just be praying for wow, us. Okay. So I grew up in New Jersey and okay. uh, the age that I am, the Mets were not a great team at that season. And that's most years. So, That's most yeah. years. Yeah. So I became a Yankee guy. Okay, I won't. Hold there, it I mean, we can you. have the whole debate over whether pitchers should hit or not, but that's different. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a podcast one area, for that's time. one. That's one area where the Mets have strength. So I'll, <laughs> I'll go with that one. I I grew up uh, two houses down from the McReynolds family. Kevin McReynolds was on on the '87 Mets, so he missed the World Series by a year, but he was there through the '90s. Uh, and so I used to mow his mother's grass, and she would give me Mets jerseys, Mets cards everything Mets. And so I just, from an early age, became a Mets fan because I had free stuff. So, and it has, and it has become a passion now, maybe even a little bit of a idol. So, well, so we'll that. have a confession and repentance time later. I need to, I we, need and to we, we will that. definitely pray for you about your, uh, where your alliances, allegiances I, I appreciate lie. <laughs> I appreciate it. And just pray for them. 2020 is our you year. You are, let's, let's come back to gospel for a second. You're a gospel guy. You mentioned you use the Gospel Project. I know that the Gospel is something that is dear to you. The Gospel in preschoolers is something that a lot of people struggle with. Is in order to be age appropriate, which is a high value that we have in working with kids, yet also to be true to the Word and to be true to the Gospel, that can be difficult to reconcile. How do you handle that? To to uh, to do both of those uh, in a way that is effective. Yeah, I would say, first and foremost, don't shy away from the gospel. There, there is a limited understanding that a preschooler will have as we introduce things about uh, substitution and that Christ died in our place. Um, for preschoolers in particular, like when it comes to the gospel, I am I'm never going to share the, the gruesome details of what the soldiers did with, with Jesus yeah. before the crucifixion. Uh, that's not age appropriate and it's really not critical to the story. But I will take the gospel and a critical element is that Jesus died and that he rose again. And so I'm gonna mention that to them. They're capable of understanding that. They may have questions, but they have what I call a progressive understanding, that if I can lay that foundation about him dying and resurrecting at a preschool age, then maybe at a preteen age, I can go into the substitution element of his death and his resurrection. And so never shy away from the gospel. Introduce it, lay, lay the foundation out there, and understand that you may be giving them more than they can grasp right now, but what you're doing is giving them nuggets. There's small pictures of God that will piece together in the future to fill, to fill a more fuller picture of God and the gospel. A good word. Matt Morgan, thank you so much. Listeners, you can thank find you, more Chuck. from Matt at mattmo.org. You can read through the archives of all the different things he's experienced and uh, all those memories you can uh, relive as you read through the back, uh, back list of his blog. Um, I want to invite you to check out two things. One is information about our Etch 
Family Ministry Conference. As we record this episode, we are recording at the Etch Conference, so some of the noise that you hear in the background is the excitement of this event. Uh, it happens in Nashville every October, and so we want to invite you to check out etchconference.com, where you can find information on what you can do to bring your team here, where you can meet guys like Matt and other thought leaders who are here, and you can not only hear their, their wisdom as they teach in our breakout sessions, but also interact with them and sit down face-to-face and ask your questions and talk things through. And I also want to invite you to check out our Lifeway VBS page. So you can find that at lifeway.com slash VBS. Vacation Bible School is an, an extremely important outreach of the church, and it's something that we are champions of at Lifeway. And so we want to invite you to check out this year's theme. It's concrete and cranes. Preschoolers will love it. Kids will love it. We also have VBS for for teenagers and adults. So check out lifeway.com slash VBS. And if you are a director, I want to invite you to join the brand new Lifeway VBS Directors Club. You'll find information there at lifeway.com slash VBS. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. We'll see you back next time.